Good morning. We're a little different this morning. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for worship. Um, I'm doing things on the keyboard, so it's going to be a little different. And I'm not Jared or anyone else. I'm just me. So we're going to sing together this morning. And I've chosen some songs that are a little different. Hopefully we can all enjoy them anyway. And we're starting off with an old, 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 old song for all of us oldsters. It's a hymn. Imagine that. So we're going to be doing it a little slower than normal so we can think about what we're singing. But it's, oh, 4,000 tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. And I invite you to sing with me. And uh, let's praise God together. to go I'm gonna have to this song is a is a new song for some of you it's in Christ alone and it's a song that is it tells the whole gospel story but we're only going to do one verse and what I want you to do with me is we're going to sing it and then we're gonna go back through it and I want you just to hmm or ooh or ah or whatever you want but look at the words and then we're going to sing it again because it is in Christ alone and let's stop briefly for just a word of prayer Lord, I thank you for each person here this morning. I thank you for the beauty of the day, for the glorious snow we had yesterday, and the blessings that you continue to pour out on us. Help us to be aware of those blessings, even while we face discouragements and challenges, that always your blessings are greater than anything else. And your mercy wraps us all, and I ask that you would Touch our hearts and bring us to you in unity and in trust of you, our Lord and God. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. 
Mm. One moment, please. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He, you know what? Oh, you got it? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought maybe you did. Let's, let's do it again. Sorry. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, turn through the fiercest It's time to see. 
Rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing. In. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to I don't know about you, but I like different. It's nice to have something different and different ways it comes. And I love Mary, and I think she does a phenomenal job. Thank you so much, Mary. Um, after all, she used to teach our kids how to do it, right? So she, she does know how to do it really well. Probably better than a lot of people, I guess. So how's things going today, you guys? You doing all right? Yeah, it's been kind of a, a rough kind of weekend, but it's okay. We're good. We're fine. We uh, have some things that we need to, I'm going to do the announcements, usually Kelly does it, but uh, I, you have to suffer with my voice today and hear it, so that's the way it is. And just in case you were wondering, I'll give you an update on Kelly. She is in surgery at this moment. She went in at nine and she's still in surgery, so uh, yeah, I don't know how long she'll be out, how long she might be out by now, I haven't been able to call, but thank you for praying for her. It's, uh, I'm not myself, I'm kind of like, I don't have my best friend with me, so I'm kind of like split in half, you know what I mean? So I'm all over the place, and anyway. So we have some things as first-time guests. I didn't bring the, the card up, I don't think. But we have the Connect card in front of you right there somewhere. 
And uh, you just, if you want to connect with us, just go ahead and take that and fill it out. Anybody can use that, though. You don't have to be brand new to use it. If you have uh, something to say about it or you need a request or whatever, just fill that out, okay? And we'd like to connect with you. But promise you we won't come banging on your door unless you ask us to. So we won't. And then uh, the next thing is we have some, uh, some things happening. We have mops coming up February 28th from 6 at 6 p.m. and it just says game on. So I guess that's like game on, you know, like getting ready to go. I don't know. Then text to give. If you want to give, you can. You have a couple of different ways. You can give like in the box right back there. Just drop it right in the box. Or you can get online and text to give. Or you can go to the website. And there's the text to give number. You just text 84321 and it'll take you right to it. And it's, I've used it. It's really easy. I like it. And if you can, I don't know if you can zero in on it. You can leave that on there for a minute. If you guys have a phone, you can zero in on that and you can download that with that, uh, what's that thing called, that code or whatever. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> but anyway, it's up there for you. And uh, we were supposed to have Sunday Fundy tonight, but I hope you understand that I'm going to have to cancel it tonight. I got, I got some other things to do. So <laughs> I'm going to be in Bakersfield right as soon as I, I'm literally going to run from the pulpit and take off and go to Bakersfield. So uh, thankfully, though, that's not too much further than Fresno, right? So we're okay. Um, let's pray. But you know, this morning, because I'm a little bit discombobulated, I would love it if... Uh, if you guys want to come up, pray with me up here on the, at the altar, which we'll call the steps here, because uh, I just I don't do it all the time, you know that. But I, if you feel like you want to come up here and you need some prayer and you want to pray to God with me up here, more power to you. You can pray to yourself as I'm praying, but you're going to obviously hear me. So I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. You guys ready? All right. So Father in heaven, I just want to thank you for this day. I really do thank you. The snow the other night was just glorifying and just wonderful. Just remind me when you said we, our sins become white as snow because of Jesus. And so, Lord, I just want to thank you that we have the opportunity to come today and worship together. We have that opportunity to hear from you today, God. Not from me so much, but from you. And God, I just pray that you would use the message today to, uh, I, I guess, convict and, and show people some things in it. I know that you've already been talking to me about it. And so, Lord, I just pray that as we come together, we would be the church. And that means we're supposed to be there for one another, no matter what happens. And so, Lord, I'm praying that our, our example or that our, what people see out of Chapel Grace is that of love. And, Lord, any of those who, I don't know, that just don't understand it or whatever, Father, I pray that you would convince their heart and show them. Lord, uh, that we've been going through some things and... And God, we were told that, you know, you're going to, we have some things that we'll go through. And Lord, I know that you're going to lift us up and help us as we go through these things. So Father, I'm asking that you would be with me this morning, empty me of myself and fill me with you so that the very words that I speak are straight from you, God. I pray that people wouldn't hear my voice as much as they would hear your voice. And so as we read your word, the word you, the divine word you gave to us, that is our, our map book, our, our way to life. I pray, Father, that you would reveal your truths through that today. And God, I pray that if anybody uh, needs your son Jesus this morning, if they haven't received him as Savior, I pray that they would do that this morning. And if they have, but they're just kind of afar off, I pray that they would rededicate or come back to Jesus. It's never too late. And Lord, I just pray that we would use our gifts and talents to help each other. And I, and I pray, God, that we would be there to lift each other up all the time. Pray for Kelly right now, Lord, that uh, she's getting surgery, and you know I've been praying all morning about it. So God, I just pray that you would uh, just guide the hands of the physicians, and if she's out of surgery, God, just help her to uh, have a great recovery. 
and uh, bring her home soon. And Father, uh, I know this. I pray the same for anybody else that's, that's not feeling well or has is sick or, or maybe even in the hospital that I don't know about. And uh, Lord, we know all things are true through you. What you tell us is, is through you. It's true. God, there's a lot of false things out there, but we know that uh, we can trust you. We can trust your word. So God, we trust your word this morning as we go through service. Pray that it would be glorifying to you and everything said and done. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen. 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 All right, let me get back up there. I don't know how I can move my knees now. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, ah. All right, thanks, you guys. Hopefully you prayed as I was praying. You prayed to yourself uh, because sometimes that's helpful. Uh, I don't know if you could tell, but I needed, I needed God. I need God a lot. I always need him. I don't want to say needed. I always need God. Uh, and so all of us do, don't we? I don't think there's ever a moment in our life where we don't need God. I mean, you think about it. When, uh, if you're away from family, if you're away from home and something happens or whatever, that shouldn't be the only time that we pray and talk to God, right? But one of the things about, being, uh, about loving God and being with God or whatever, or knowing God through Jesus, obviously, is that he gives us a family. He gives us a community. Did you know that? So look around for a second. We have a few people missing, but look around. Seriously, look around at everybody. This is our community. This is who we, uh, we can turn to. It's who I've turned to for my life since I've been in Kalinga. I moved away from my mom and dad and my family, my, my physical family, uh, you know, like my sisters and all of them, and my grandpa and everybody. I moved away from them a long time ago. And so part of what I do is, is my church families. I don't know if it's more important to me, but it's who I rely on. And I have to tell you, you guys have never let me down. I may have let you down, unfortunately, but you've never let me down. And I don't try, I don't even set out to let you down, but we all do sometimes, don't we? We all have imperfections in us. But the thing about that is that we should look through those and past those imperfections and see each other as children of God, as one family together, because that's who we are. We're, we're, we're and there's no way for us to continue and move forward with things unless we see that, that community that we have. I almost said community and unity, but I decided to say forward together. Because I preached community and unity before. Unity and community, I mean. Um, somebody's alarm is going off, it's time to go to bed. Or wake up, whichever. So, you know, when I was younger, I, uh, I didn't really pick the, the best of friends. They were who, were who was around me. I didn't go to church at all. And the people that were around me, I didn't think about it back then, about how, whatever. Uh, but I did a lot of stupid things when I was with them. Like I broke every single window in a house because they said, let's do it. So I did it. I was like 10 or 11. And I, you know, what, what was I doing that for? There was no reason to do that, but we did it. It's foolish, right? People don't do things like that, but I did. And then I had friends that would steal and I was with them. I didn't stop them. And uh, these guys were all kind of rough. I didn't see it then. I didn't see the road that they were taking me down. And then thankfully, by the time I got to ninth grade, uh, a, a, a teacher took interest in me. And uh, things turned around for me there. But just to give you an idea of the two, my two best friends, well, three best friends, one of them, he wasn't the, the bad influence. One of my best best friends died a couple years back from cancer. And he, uh, he died quick. So I don't get to talk to him anymore. His name is Danny. I talked to God about him, so. But uh, the other two that I wanted, that were in my life, that were part of my life, a big part of it, spent nights at their houses and all this. Uh, I'm not going to tell you their names, but they were two that I hung out with. The one of them, 
is now dead from drugs. The other one is, uh, is a murderer. He actually killed one of our friend's sisters. He, uh, he raped her and took her in the round back and killed her. That shocked me when I found out about that. Those are the people that I hung out with when I was younger. Not great role models, are they? Not people that you want to find yourself in. And I didn't have the church so much to, to look to and to turn to, so I turned to my friends and I turned to whatever I could find to fill my life. It wasn't the greatest part, but you know, I, I spent a lot of time outdoors away from things, and, and uh, that's, I like the outdoors, I like the woods a lot. I like cold weather in the woods with a nice, big, you know, comfortable clothes on, so you're not out there in a t-shirt and shorts, but uh, you know, I used to hunt every day, and so that was my escape, because that and these friends. But you know, so a major part of my life was, had a hole in it, if that makes sense. Um, all these major and key decisions as I was a younger man, and coming up to becoming a teenager, we're, we're, we're influenced by these bad things, by these people who really didn't care about the things that I care, or, well, I guess I cared about the same things. They didn't care about morality. They didn't care about doing the right thing. They didn't care about any of that. It was all about us having fun. And, and you know, there's so many other things I could tell you, but I'm not, it's not about me and telling you all my bad things, because those are all forgiven, by the way, under the cross. Did you know that? They're, they're, they're signed, sealed, and delivered. But that doesn't mean I'm not supposed to learn from what I had done in the past. We are supposed to learn from that. So I don't repeat it, right? Um, I don't see myself going out there and breaking, everybody's, breaking windows out of everybody's house anymore. I don't see myself doing that. I don't drink anymore. I don't do any of those things. I don't do any crazy stuff. But that's only because that's for me. That's what I need to be away from. But the, the, the major moments of my life uh, were impacted early with these people. But then later on, as I said, I had my friend... Uh, a teacher come into my life, and he, uh, he spent, I just can't tell you how he changed my life. He just came into my life and just took interest in me and said, and, and he actually became like a surrogate dad, if that makes sense. And uh, I was with him as often as I could, and he was a teacher, and then he had a part-time, another job as a theater manager, and so I went to work for him at the theater, too. So I was with him probably more than my own family. But... Um, he was a good influence. He wasn't necessarily church influence, but he got me out of the trouble that I was getting into. But then as I uh, got older, of course, I met Kelly, and I, all that changed. And all the people that I was around were, were becoming different. They weren't the same. They weren't the people that were leading me to different places. They were, they were people that were, were not criminals. <laughs> and so those key moments of my life, uh, like when I was going to get married and all of those things, everything that was happening was impacted by these people that God was putting into my life. And uh, one of my best friends, uh, well, he's a pastor friend of mine, but he's still a good friend, is Barry White, who took me through, and because uh, I went through some rough and up and downs. I don't want to make it sound like when I went to church, I was just perfect, because I wasn't just perfect. I, did it, I at first went and was like, yeah, I'm on fire. And then, I don't know, a couple, couple years later, I just kind of lost it and just kind of stopped going, and Kelly would always say, are we going to go to church on Sunday? I'm like, nope. I'm staying in bed. I did that for a while. And then uh, Barry got a hold of us. He kept coming over and visiting me, and he, he changed some things for me. And he, and he, but he's not the one who did it. God did it through a message on a Wednesday night. God did it. He changed me, not people. Now, because people can either can drag us down or they can lift us up, but the one who will always lift us up is who? God, right? God will always lift us up. And so we can only advance together and get better together and experience, I don't know, the good things that we need to through community. And I'm going to say community of the church. 
So when you hear me say community, it's equal to church. Our community, our church, church family. When I say church, when you say church, you mean the people. It's not the building. This is a, I'm going to tell you, this is probably one of the best buildings I've ever been in. It's wonderful. And Roy had a big, Mary's Roy had a big hand. I look at the wood, and I think about it, and I go, wow, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Chitwood, that is. And then uh, I just think about all your people that were involved in this, and uh, I just go, wow, look what you did, God. Look what you gave us. And it, you just can't help but be overwhelmed by where we are and what we have. Do you know there's a lot of people that don't have anything like this? There's a lot of people that, that still still kind of have to be outside or don't have air conditioning, don't have heat. But you know what? It's not so much about that. It's about the word of God. Amen? Amen. But look what he gave us. And we should always be grateful for that. More than grateful. Because God, could, God gave it to us. And I appreciate that. And he gave it to us so we could be a church together. Be in this building together. But we're not supposed to stay in this building. We're supposed to go out of this building. Right? One good thing, one of the few good things about COVID was it forced us to leave the church and go out into the community. I like that part. We got to preach and be out there and people would see us and hear us. Did I miss coming inside? Absolutely. But did I still preach the word? Yes, absolutely. And hopefully you did too when you were around people. So now I surround myself with productive people, people who love Jesus, people who point my, make, take my direction pointer towards him because I'm going to tell you, just like anybody else, I'm apt to kind of go down the wrong path anytime. Anytime. I'm being pretty brutally honest with you guys about my life right now. A lot of people look at pastors and they think that we've always been this, you know, pastor, right? This is who you've always been. I have people saying, you know, wow, when did you whatever? And they think I've never been anything else. No, for a long time, I was, nothing, I was not this. I was not Pastor Bruce. Matter of fact, I never had any interest in being Pastor Bruce for a long time until one day call it, God called me. And so community is where my life changed, community in the church. How about I just say church, and you'll understand what I mean. So advancing as a community or advancing as a church together is very important. Um, one of the things we know about is two are better than one, amen? You guys can yell back at me today. I don't mind. kind of need it. Um, and so when we say two are better than one, can you open your Bibles, please, to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. We're going to go verse 9 to 12. I'm actually reading from the Amplified Bible, but it's not too much different. I just like how it said it. So I'll give you a minute to get there. In case you didn't were wondering, I wrote down all the, all the, uh, the verses and the titles and everything that I have. It's out there on the, on the table. If you want that, you can go get it now or you can pick it up as you leave. Because I want you to be able to go back in and read and research or do whatever. I don't want you just to hear me and then you walk out and you forget about it. That's, that's not what I want. But I do know the reality is once we, once we exit the doors, uh, other things come in. Like when I exit the door today, my brain, I'm trying not to let my brain be on what, where I'm going, but it is. But we leave and we have other things that we have to do. And so I'm asking that as, as I preach this morning, as I talk to you and God talks to you more than me, talks to you, um, would you just kind of focus in on God? Not so much my words, not so much uh, who I am, but in, on him. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit, I've been praying this all morning, that the Holy Spirit will guide each and every one of us, and you and me, into a place that we just didn't think we were going to go today. I don't know why you're here today. No idea. 
But I can tell you this, you picked a good place to come. And I can tell you, amen, I, and I can tell you this, you're not alone here. And if you are, connect with us. That's what's important. That's when you become a community, and that's when you can rely on everybody. Looking at John down here, and the John Johns, and he has a Wednesday night Bible study that is so impactful. So many people go to it, and there's community there. I mean, true community, right? There's true community. They love each other. They do things for each other. And it's not just about that. They do things for Jesus, of course. But if you're not involved in something like a small group or whatever, I'd encourage you to become part of one or part of the Bible study on Wednesday nights or part of any of the other Bible studies throughout the week because that's how you can get joined in. And we'll talk some more about that in a minute. So are you at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 to 12? It'll be up there, but I'd really rather you read it in your Bible. But uh, let's go ahead and read it, okay? It says, two are better than one because they have a more satisfying return for their labor. For if one of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he fails, he does not have another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together and they keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? And though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. I like how it said a cord of three strands is not, not quickly broken. Have you ever tried to, you ever seen the rope that is like twined together? It's got all kinds of little pieces and you know, when you, when you cut it, all of a sudden it just starts to unfurl and then it's no good for anything. But when those, when those things are put all together, they can hold a lot of weight, depending on what they are, and you can use them for a lot of things. But I want you to hear this. We've been given the gift of each other. We should look at it as that. You are a gift to me, and I appreciate every single one of you. You may not know me that well, and I may not know you that well, and that's a shame. I'd love to get to know you. So on top of that, we're going to do some more things on purpose this year, on purpose to to in, in, intentionally for us to meet and see each other. We're going to start doing uh, dinners after church on Sunday mornings. We're going to start doing uh, potlucks. I don't know if you like potlucks. I love them because you get all kinds of goodies. You never know what you're going to get, right? Like a box of chocolates. So anyway, let me get myself back here. We've been given the gift of community. And I truly mean this. We're better together. We're better together. There's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of things, not people. There's a lot of enemies of, of, of God, being Satan and his followers, that will do everything they can to draw you away from him, or draw you away from God. And the biggest way they can do that is to attack family, to attack your community that you're in, whatever it is. The biggest way they can do that. If they can alienate you, so they think, if they can pull you aside, if they can make you feel lonely, if they can make you feel like you're the only one that exists, they're happy about that. That's why being together is a gift. You're not alone. I know that God is always there with us, even if it's just you in your house or someplace. But isn't it nice to have that person? Pastor Mike used to say it like this. He had a story, but he used to say, uh, we're loved with skin on. And, and I think that's important. We need to have that person that we can embrace. I've had a couple of people embrace me today, and I'm going to tell you, it just it felt so good. It just felt like you feel like, wow, this is family. This is the way it's supposed to be. And it is supposed to be this way. Going, having said that, sometimes family let each other down, but we look past that. You know, the verse says that one, one can be overpowered and may find their lives destroyed if you were by yourself, if you could be singled out. It's, it's very easy. But you have that person next to you, that person that can hold you accountable. Do you know what accountable means? 
you know, it's just if you're doing something, they're going to say, hey, you know, let's talk about that or whatever. It just means that they're there in your life and they're going to help you. It doesn't mean that they're like on you, guarding, like yelling at you, but that they're there to guide and help you to the next step. But, you know, our lives can be destroyed and overpowered by the enemy if we're alone. And, dis- and, and then the discouragement of life comes and hits us like a, a two-by-four in the head. And it can happen. But together, I've had so many people that have helped me get through this and helped Kelly while well, she's kind of been out of it. So, But I've been telling her you've got people praying for you all over the country, all over the world, in fact. And I, she, she said she knew, she knew that our church was praying for her, and she knew that other people were. And she knows that she's not alone. Even though she may be in a hospital right now, you know, alone, she's not alone. She knows that. Um, and I know that. So being with others is important. God created us to be found and discovered within community, within the church, not apart from it. We're not, we, we're not supposed to be apart from that. We're supposed to be together. So it, being with one another, the importance of, of community and are showcased right away at the beginning of creation. Right away, God shows how important it is. And he, and he says, he creates Adam, and then he says right away, oh, Adam needs a helpmate. Help so in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, Genesis 2, verse 18, it's up there on the board, or whatever that thing's called. And it says, Genesis 2 says, verse 18 says, the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Anyway, um, I will make him a helper suitable for him. I know I've, I say stuff about Kelly all the time, but I'm going to tell you right now, God has that perfect person for you. And he has that perfect, those perfect people for you. You were not created to be alone. I understand that you can be with God, but you weren't created to be alone your whole life. We need each other. And God knew that right away. God, God saw all the animals had, had a, a helpmate or whatever, and then he said, wait a minute, Adam's kind of lacking here. He needs somebody else to be with him. And thankfully he did that, because now, we now we've been growing and becoming more and more of us, right? Depending on how you look at that, I guess. But, you know, the reason more people is, 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 is a good thing is because it, it helps us to defend the attacks. Not because, can I ask you a question? Do you find that t- attacks come from people that you know more than people you don't know? Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? And, and, and it could be from people that you care about, you thought you were friends with forever. And then all of a sudden, out of left field, it's like, where'd that come from? That's because the, the enemy hates that connection that you have. And so he... he he can sense, or he can see, not sense, he can see that you don't have your shield up. And you don't have anybody around you holding the shield to block, to block for you. You know what I mean by shield, not an actual physical shield. They don't, I'm not talking about holding one for real. I'm talking about a shield of faith, and I'm talking about shield that will guide us, and, and t- I'm sorry, protect us. And so our defense and advancement are depending on having other people with their shields to protect us. Because we can't do it alone. I've got so many other verses that I could share, but I'm just trying to stay with these. And, you know, if you want to go to the next level of life, we need to consider whether or not 
the community that we've placed ourselves in, that we're in, has the ability to take us to the next level. The, can it take us from level one to whatever, level whatever? Above one. And so, because the strength and resources that, and wisdom that are be found in the community of God are, are unlimited. And I, that's why I asked you to look around at each other. This is who you have. This is who you have to help you through rough times. There's different people with different gifts, different, different whatever. And so the strength comes from that because loneliness is a plague that's cured by community. Loneliness is definitely. Confusion is a state that's steadied by community. I, I need that all the time. I need somebody to be around me because confused state is not a good one. Fear is a spirit that gets ejected in community. Did you know that? Fear does. Um, obstacles are destroyed and removed in community. Purpose is uncovered and fulfilled in community, and discouragement is turned to strength in community. My failure, this is one I really like. My failure is turned to triumph when surrounded by community. We are, they, we are to be lifted up. And this is a really good one because this, has been hap this happens all the time, everywhere, especially Facebook, because this is just popular, but it's what happens. Lies are silenced in the collective truth of community. A lie can be exposed in the, in the proper community. So our world, and, and, and so let me read this before I skip this verse. Uh, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. And as I said, these are all on paper back there. I'm going through several. But Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says this. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. I definitely suffered harm. I have no idea how I never ended up in prison when I was a young kid or juvie hall or whatever. I didn't end up there. I think, I, yeah. But I was close. All of my friends did, though. And I don't know why I didn't. I do know why I didn't. God had his hand over me. I'm not saying he doesn't have his hand over other people. But he knew something. He probably knew what would happen to me if I went there. But anyway, our world will reflect the company we keep and the company we walk with. That's why it's crucial that we get connected and planted into the family of God. If you're not planted in the family of God, it's important to, be, to do so. We'll talk some more about that in just a minute. So, who are you walking with this year is one of my questions. Who are you walking with? And do you want to advance? Do you want to grow? Do you want to become more like Jesus? Then, it, then if you want to do that, it's going to have to be together. You see, the church community is essential for healing and advancement. We need it. And I understand that, that things can come from the church too. But hopefully the church, the person that would do something, would go, I was out of, t out of bounds there. And they'll come back and tell you that. But I know the word saying we're better together is true. It really is. It really is. Uh, and it's even more important than that. Uh, I'd say it's, it's essential for us to be together. Would you guys agree with that? Does any of you like being alone? No, I don't. Well, sometimes I do, but I don't like being far alone from everybody. It's, at least as long as I'm in the house, I guess. But uh, I can tell you an empty, uh, a bed with just me in it is lonely. She, you know, I love it when Kelly's there and she snores, and I love that too. I don't care. So uh, anyway, so we need to have, we're designed for dependence on God. We're designed for dependence on God and interdependence on each other. 
And so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, go ahead and turn there, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 20, is a, it's a long section of verses, so I'm going to give you a minute to get there, is, is something that's extremely important. Yeah, say it, preach with me. It's my granddaughter, don't anybody say anything. <laughs> anyway, so let me get back to where I was at, rewind. Can you tell them a little bit all over the place today? Okay. Thanks. So, uh, praise to God. So, are you in chapter 12? Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians, not the second. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is really cool because it talks about the body. It, talks about, it makes us sound like it relays parts of the body. Let me read. Anyway, let's read it. For just as the body is one and has many members... And all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, then would not, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense be of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But it, as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Understanding that means that you guys, you, I... My life and your life needs to be filled with other people that have other gifts and other strengths to fill you up when you can't. I mean, God knows my strengths. And let me tell you, he put, he put my wife in my life because she knows that he knows I need that. She, she's like uh, A-type or whatever, you know, and I'm just so B-type. I'm so relaxed. I'm like, I don't care about that on the floor. And she's freaking out because it's on the floor. I'm just like, whatever. But he also gave me Jared. And he gave me so many other people, Misty, so many other people in the office here. Because I have, ins uh, I have insufficiencies, maybe would be a way to put it. And if you're being honest with yourself, you do too. And so people around us, God puts us in a community around us to strengthen us. Do you guys believe that? So, do you understand the concept here, what we're talking about with the body? You know, my hand can't, you know, without, my hand can't be the eye. I can draw an eye on that. It'd be really weird to have an eye in your hand, wouldn't it? Strange. But your hand does things. You grab things, you move things, you can write, you can turn pages, you can do all kinds of fun stuff, you can eat, yeah, right? But it's not, a, it's not the same as an eye. The eye does other things, and so forth and so on. And we need all these parts to come together so we can do things. You guys, we need you to reach and do things. God needs you, not me. I, I need you too, but God needs you. That's why he put you together in this community. Did you know that? All right, should we stand up and do jumping jacks? I'm getting tired. We used to do that with the youth all the time. Okay, you guys, get up, jump around, especially junior hires. I see the key is we are here for each other. We're here. And our gifts are essential. And Paul's trying to help get us to understand the power and importance of our church, our church community. So when he calls you the body, he means it. You're essential to me. And I'm essential to you, believe it or not. 
this is a visual, but it's also some, saying something you know, that's not seen. It's the same with you and I, though. You and me individually, we're designed for each other and thrive and advance in our connection to the community, not separate from it. It takes us from point A to point B. And this is one that I want to talk about. I don't know if I'm going to get through my entire message today because I, it's just it was a lot of things today. But some will say, some people say, I don't need church. I can be a Christian without going to church. Well, that's true. That's, you could be. You don't need to go to church to go to heaven. Some people say you have to have church. If you don't go to church, you know, then you, you know, can't go to heaven. But the truth is, what do you need to go to heaven? Does anybody know in this building? Say it loud. Jesus Christ. You don't need, I mean, you, you need this to function in this world. You guys, we need each other. That's why it's important. That's why it's important to be here together, to do things together. We don't send each other to heaven, but we sure as heck keep each other out of trouble. And we look out for each other. We do. You know, the chances are high that your life may feel like a living H-E double toothpicks if you're not with people. If you're not in community, if you're not in church. Because I'm going to tell you, where do you turn to? My dad turned to the bottle. Other friends of mine turned to drugs. I started to go that route. Because something was missing, and I tried to fill it with my own whatever. So there's five ways that the church community has advanced in our lives, has advanced our lives. Five ways. I'm going to go through these pretty quick. Uh, so if you miss any of them, just grab a piece of paper on the way out, and it'll, it'll tell you everything I have. Uh, so the first one out of all these five is it provides purpose. The, the church community advances our lives because it provides us purpose. It gives us a meaning. It gives us something to do. Did you know that you're needed? We need people to help do things around the church. We need people to do things. Not just that. We need people to be there with each other. We need teachers. We need people just to walk around and be helpers and if they don't want to be a teacher, we have lots of needs. And I'm working on developing that together so it could be easier for you to be connected. Because it does no good if I say we have needs and you say, what can I do? And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't work like that. We all have, each of us has a specific purpose, function, and role, like we talked about, that we play in the body, within the body. As I was saying, your hand has a separate role than your foot. Your foot has a separate role than your arm. So forth and so on. So this means that my purpose is discovered, is my purpose is discovered and highlighted within the context of the of community in a larger scale. Where do I fit in? What, what do I do? Where's the holes? What, how has God gifted me? And that's something else I'm going to share with a little bit later is what is your spiritual gift? If you're sitting here going, I have no idea, well, you can, you can find out. One of the best ways, though, to find out is to, act, to, to listen to people around you. Man, you really can do whatever. People see things better than you see things in yourself. But there's spiritual gift tests that you can take, and I, I meant to bring the website or show you the website, but I, I neglected to do that. But you can get online and take spiritual gift tests, and I'll, I'm going to try to make sure that we have some available. Yes, there, you can do them online or you can do them on paper. But I, I would highly encourage you to find out where you're gifted. That way you can fill in the spots that you need to fill in. Because if, if you join and do the wrong thing or the thing that you're not gifted in, it's going to be miserable for you. Because you're not going to be doing what God gifted you for and you're not going to be enjoying what you're doing. So upon top of that, you know, 
the church community advances our lives because it calls me and you, calls us beyond where we are, where I am. Calls us beyond where I'm just at right this time in my moment, not physically. Well, maybe even physically. See, our natural tendency as humans is to stall and settle and slip back into our way of living, right? And habits. And, but when you're connected in the family of God, you'll find your life continuing to give, have progress. Progress. Moving one step at a time. Going further from where... I am not still way back here when I first became a believer. I'm way up here now. I'm way much further. And that's glory to God, but it's also glory to God who, put, who he put in my life around me because you can either have the encouragers or the discouragers so if you want to advance keep yourself serving and connected on teams in the church and to the church family because you want to keep your life in that space you want to be involved in that I'm not saying this is the only only people you should know absolutely that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is if you need you need help you need lifted up you need to be around and have something uh, more than likely, you can get that help here. I've had, I've had people just offer to help me. That I'm not that great mechanically inclined anymore. I used to be somewhat better, but I couldn't even put a, I couldn't even put a windshield wiper on the other day, and I got help. Thank you, Grant, Raymond. I couldn't do it. I was like, how in the world did you do it? And he walks up, poof, and pops it right off, pops a new one on in like three seconds. You know how long I've been trying to figure that out? I'm embarrassed to even tell you how long it took. Yeah. But he, we get connected to one another, and it keeps us in a space where there's a level of demand to put your time in. In other words, you're exactly where you need to be, and you need to put your time into that. There's a lot of people in here that can do many, many things. You don't always have just one spiritual gift, by the way. You can have many. And so here's where we are. We need to find a place to, to, develop, to put our time and energy into something that makes sense for God, makes sense for us. It's not just about running when you don't want to. It's not just about anything that you don't want to do. It's about the reality that there'll be days when your friends at church don't feel like running, and that's when you then get the chance to be that for them. You get to be that person. Maybe they can't physically do something, and you can come beside them and hold them up and lift them up, sometimes very physically. Sometimes you actually have to lift somebody up, pick somebody up. Right? And when they fall... What's the first thing we should do? Reach out our hand and grab a hold of them and pull them back up, not go, <clears throat> and step on their foot or their hand or their face. That's not right. That's not what we do. We bend down, we pick them up, and we lift them up and say, you know what? It's okay. We're going to move forward. We're going to go beyond this. Right? I agree. Amen. And then it exposes the blind spots and pitfalls in our life. I'm just kind of sharing some of these things because it's all through the different verses right there. But it exposes, exposes blind spots and pitfalls. In other words, people see something in you. In uh, Galatians chapter 5, I think it is, it says, come together. I'm trying to remember how it said. It, said, it has people, it says, you can come together and lift somebody up. That's not exactly how it says. If you find somebody in a fault, come alongside them and lift them up. But don't, don't get involved in the sin. Lift them out of that sin. I'm going to look it up because I didn't like how I said that. That wasn't even, wasn't even how I wanted to say it. So it's going to be, and it wasn't, this is free. This isn't even part of my message. This is just something that God just told me to do. So we're going to be in Ephesians for a second as soon as I can find it. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. You ever do that? That's how I have to remember how to get there. What's that? Yeah. Uh, where are we at? 
What did I just say I was talking about? Oh, yeah. I can't find it right now. My brain's just not there. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Be imitators of God. This isn't exactly the one I wanted, but be imitators of God. Monique, do you remember which verse it was? Six. I'm not in five. I'm not, thank you. You're probably saying that, and I just couldn't hear you. I'm so dumb. I'm not dumb, by the way. I'm really not. It's chapter six, verses one, one and two. Galatians. It's not even in Ephesians. Dummy. That's why you never do something you don't have planned. Stick with what you got written down. Galatians, that's why I couldn't find it at all. I'm looking through here. I'm like, this isn't here. What's going on? I'm crazy. Okay, ready? You're going to love it now that it took me so long to get here. Seriously. Ready? Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Do you know what it means to restore? Pull them out of what they're in. Restore him gently. Right? It doesn't say step on his head. It doesn't say scream at him. It doesn't say you're worthless. It doesn't say all of those things. It says help him out gently. The last thing you need is when you're down, it says somebody put you even further down. Right? So it says, ye who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. See, there's, a, there's, there's an inherent danger in helping people that are down because sometimes they can almost pull us down. But that's why it says, you who are spiritual. And it says, carry each other's burdens. This is what I like a lot. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. You know what the law of Christ is? What is it? Love God, love others. Breaks down to that. I mean, it's, it's, it's way more intricate, but if you want to say it quickly, that's what it is. Jesus is love, and so are we. We're supposed to be. Love says, I care about you, even if you're in this mess. Love says, you're not, you're not all that. You need others. Love says, I'm together with you. It just says, if you keep reading in this, in verse 3, it says, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. In other words, if you're prideful and you think, I'm all that, I'm the best Christian there is, uh-huh. You're not like me, you ain't no good. Go away. No, doesn't work that way. Bah humbug. Um, we need to remain in Jesus. We need to remain in him and remain humble. Because even Jesus didn't go around bragging about how cool he was, even though he was cool. Let me get back to where I was at. Community, church community brings joy to my life. I already talked to you about that. I got ahead of my schedule on that. But it teaches us the importance of being together. Because I'm going to say this. You know, in this world, we're more connected than we've ever been as far as like technology. And, you know, like something happens in the world, we know about it within seconds usually. You know what I mean? Like it used to be you'd have to go to the radio and then if you missed it, you wouldn't hear it or whatever. Now we've got, I don't have my phone on me. That's because it'll go off and I'd be embarrassed. But um, you have your phones and it has 24-7 updates about the news. 24-7 updates about whatever. And as soon as something happens, you can know about it. Right? But I'm going to tell you, I think people feel much more disconnected because of that. Because they're so in the community online. I'm not dissing being online. Okay, It's, it's important. I use it all the time. I used it to do this. But there's, there's something about it when you find community through a screen rather than just community face-to-face. -face. My son, Kyle, 
plays video games online all the time. If you ever come by my house, you're gonna hear him screaming. I'm like, Kyle, stop. Everybody in the neighborhood knows Kyle yells at the video games, right? It's one of those things. <laughs> but he, um, it's what he likes. And he has community through that. But you know what he did? He went a step further. And all those people, that he, many of them that he plays video games with, they get together like weekly and do stuff together. They were just together last night. I came home and they were all there. And I'm like, whoa, didn't know we were having a party. So it brings, it brings joy to your life. I'm going to sit down for a minute because we're almost done. Uh, is that okay? Sounds good. It brings joy to our life. Um, Abigail over there, even though she's trying to go to sleep, brings joy to my life. Can I hold Abigail? Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. She's probably going to cry because she's sleepy. That's all right. Hi, Abigail. Good morning. This is Abigail. You guys finally get to meet Abigail. She's playing with my microphone, so I'm sorry. Yay, Abigail. Yay. Yay, Abigail. She's like, what's going on? This is scary. I love you. Um, this little girl brings, brings brightness into my life, brings joy into my life. Go this way. She's playing with it, too. All right. I'm going to take you back to mommy in just a minute, okay? You get to be with Opa right now. This is the light. She's just a special person to me. All of you knew how long I was waiting for a granddaughter. And here she is. She brings joy to my wife, too. My wife is in so much pain yesterday. And we did a FaceTime with, with Abigail. All of a sudden, you saw that pain go away. And she's like, oh, Abigail, hi, baby. First time I'd heard her, like, even herself. Because she saw this one. Yep. That's right. You want to get my glasses? Yeah. I love you. I'm going to take you back to Mama. So you guys finally got to meet Abigail. What do you think? She's the prettiest baby in the world. Yeah. She's a cutie patootie. She brings me joy, but I'm going to tell you what. That's because she's part of my community. And there's a lot of people in here that bring me joy. The same way. I look at you when you walk in, and I get a smile on my face. I see Fred all the time, and I'm like, he gives me a, Fred's over there, gives me a smile on my face. There's people all around here that I see you, and it gives me a smile. It lifts me up. That's why it's important to be in community. Because being alone stinks. Being alone is not what we're supposed to be. Can you put that last point up there for me? This is a good one. It helps me overcome and find victory. There's a verse that goes with that, isn't there? Yes, no? Yes. So turn to John chapter 11, 38 to 44. I need to get up there because I've got it written down. Oh, don't fall. John chapter 11, verse 38 and 44, and we're going to be done right after this. I promise. <laughs> I want to go see Kelly. Anyway. The community, uh, the community comes together and helps us and lifts us up in a way that it puts us, it helps us to overcome the obstacles and help us find victory. There's a powerful story in the Bible that Jesus does something amazing. Well, you'll see. When I say amazing, he helps people. It's a powerful story about how the church works in tandem with the power of God to transform our lives. How it, it transforms us. <laughs> it transforms us from one thing to something better. So let's read chapter, John chapter 11, 
It says, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. Now, we're talking about Lazarus, his good friend. And Lazarus is a man that died. And Jesus could have gotten there, but he just, he didn't get there. He knew what, what he needed to do. So he got there after he died. Did you know that in this context, this one of the verses, it says that it's the shortest verse in the entire Bible. Jesus wept. Did you know that Jesus cried for a person? He cried for, because, because, because he, um, not because he couldn't do anything, but because Lazarus had died. So Jesus, once more, deeply, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the, the entrance. And he said, take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor. I love the King James. This one says, surely he stinketh. That's what the King James says. I love that. I'd rather read that. Surely he stinketh, right? Uh, for he's been there for four days. And then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for, my, for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Wow. What a victory. What a powerful story of the supernatural power of God at work. In that same way, God's the supernatural power can work in your life. I noticed, but I love it, but notice how after Jesus does the powerful rising of, of Lazarus from the dead, then he says, standing there, take off the grave clothes and let him out. Some of us leave the grave clothes on after we receive Jesus. The Bible says that we become new in Christ. And sometimes we go back to those old things. Uh, many people get their life and breath restored and brought back to life by an encounter with Jesus. But to walk in freedom, you'll need your community. You'll need your family, your brothers, your sisters in Christ. And we'll only advance if we're willing to allow others to speak into our lives. i got a few more things right here. So do you need wisdom in your marriage? It's in the house. It's right here. Look around. Many people in here have been, been married for a long time. Need insight for your business? It's here. Need relationship help? It's in the community. Need freedom? It's in the body of Christ. Feeling overwhelmed by your sin? The community of Christ is here to point you to Jesus. Trapped in addictions, old ways of living? Breaking chains is the specialty of this community. Breaking those chains. And so I fully believe that the next breakthrough in Chapel Grace is right ahead of us. 2023 is going to be groundbreaking. Promise. I see God doing some things that are amazing. So, but before you can move forward with us, you need to see what's holding you back. What's holding you back from being connected in your local church? Maybe you had a bad experience. Same thing for their own mind. I've had bad experiences in church. I know you have. Don't judge church by that bad experience. If you ever go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac and you have a really bad Big Mac, don't judge McDonald's on it. Well, maybe you should judge McDonald's on it. I don't know. Anyway, but you don't want to judge on one instance. Because people are imperfect. You have no idea what they're going through that any given day. Doesn't excuse it. 
But it shouldn't cause you to run from Jesus. It shouldn't cause you to run from him. I hope it causes you to run to him. It may be that experience made you a little bitter and jaded. But if you're connected, it's huge. And the first key to take, so what I'm trying to tell you is, get connected in a small group. We're going to have more this year. That's one of the things I want to do. Find somewhere you can volunteer on a team or get in a small group. Place yourself there and don't move for anything. Right? Let's pray. Lord in heaven, it is so important that we find, that we realize how important we are to each other. How important you are to us. And so Lord, I'm praying that even though uh, I'm not the most perfect in the world. I pray, Father, that I could become perfect through you and help other people. Lord, thank you. This, thank you for putting me through the things I've gone through because it teaches me how to lead others through it. Lord, I really wish that I, I could just have the magic words to say and fix people's lives. But I do have love because you're love and you gave it to me. So, Father, help me to look at people beyond just their face. Help me to look at everyone as either my brother or sister in Christ or my potential brother or sister in Jesus Christ. May I continue to grow. May we all continue to grow and become more like Jesus. God, even more importantly, may we stay together, connected to one another, so we can have love with skin on. Sometimes we just need the embrace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this, this time together. Thank you for this church community and the greater church community beyond. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name I pray. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Take her away, Mary. Let's go down to the river and pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way.
Amen. Stay, remain standing. I'm going to pray for you. Again, thank you, Mary. You might be needed next week, too. i got to find out because camp got canceled this weekend. It's going next weekend, so we'll see. So pray about that. Let's pray together. Ready? Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for all of these people that you've placed in my life and placed in each other's lives. And there's so many things that I, I get from being in community with my church and my friends and my family. God, thank you. God, help me to be that person that puts a smile on someone's face when they see me. And Lord, if it's not, help me to work towards that. And God, I pray for anyone in this room that may not have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. I pray that that would today, online or in person here, just cry out to him and ask him to save you. And so, Lord, be with us all. Guide us all. Direct us all. And show us where we need to be. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray and we all say amen. amen. Have a good day.